Good morning, everybody. Um, Mike told me that we get extra 15 minutes today, so if y'all will turn in your Bibles to Matthew, we're going to work through Revelation. So he's got me so nervous because he told me that um, I have five minutes, and if anybody knows me, um, I can't really tell you anything in five minutes. So I'm going to use this phone here to try to keep myself within the the time, and I'm sure he's going to point at his watch here in a minute. So, um, I'll read the questions out just because I, I want you to know where the, the answer is coming from. Um, number one, who are you and how long have, have you attended Grace? Well, my name is Morel McCaskill. This is my wife, Julie. We've attended Grace. I said since 2013. She said 2014. So, obviously, guys, it's 2014. So just make sure we're clear. Um, how and when were you first introduced to Jesus Christ? Well, I was the stereotypical kid raised in the church. There wasn't a Sunday morning, Sunday school, uh, Sunday morning sermon, Sunday night service, uh, Wednesday night, summer camp, daycare, you name it. I was there. Um, I knew all the Bible stories. When I was uh, growing up, Awana first came out. Everybody knows who, what Awana is. Most people do. That it's a real fun thing with with kids for Wednesday night and that sort of thing. And it really introduces a lot of children uh, to the Word. But uh, that was me. <clears throat> that was me. I was um, every summer. I mean, my sister even ran the, the summer uh, children's care up there at the church. Um, my dad was a, um, an usher, and as long as I can remember. My dad was even a founding member of a church, a much smaller church, back before I was born. Um, so we were, we were church-going folk, if you will. So that, that gives you a little bit of the history Something calls me to consider God and my faith in Jesus. So this is where the story comes. Um, I went to a Christian high school, was involved in, in the church a lot. One of my best friends was actually, a, he's now a, a youth minister himself, and his daddy was an associate pastor at a church and, and, and became a, a head pastor at another church, and we followed him, and... Um, Man, I was involved. And there's some things that happened that, you know, like we, we've talked about it here, Mike's talked about it a lot, where you'll have some um, church people do things to you, and it makes you question the church. And, and you kind of throw everything that you've learned, all the good, you know, that you've, that you've experienced and, and the love that you've seen in Jesus, you kind of throw that in the same bag whenever you, you, you know, look at that and and I did that. Um, I had some bad experiences, and it, it caused me to have some bitter feelings uh, towards the church, so much so that I, I left. Um, when I went to college, I think I may have gone to church in college half dozen times, if that, maybe four times. And uh, one of them was, it was because I was a part of a, a fraternal group, and we, you know, had to go to church that Sunday. So, you know, I, I left the church, I spent 
pretty much the next 10 years in the proverbial sex, drugs, and rock and roll type. Um, I got way out of line and was living a, a pretty dangerous life, living a life that was as far disconnected from Jesus as you can possibly be. And, um, you know, again, I, I, was, I was still harboring. I mean, anybody would talk to me about it. I'd bring up all these feelings, all these harbored bitterness against the church. And, and it was really just against the few experiences I had that caused me to become bitter when I was younger. And um, it, uh, things got out of, out of hand. Uh, things got really out of hand. And I uh, had a couple wake-up calls, big wake-up calls. And, uh, you know, I had to have a, a come-to-Jesus talk with myself, you know, um, come to Morel talk with myself, uh, because it was, well, I was way gone. And, you know, my, my parents kept trying to get me back in church. You know, when, when Mike talks about how, his parents are, oh, just come to church, you know, and you need to just, you know, come for your mother. <laughs> Man, I heard that a couple times. And, um, and I would, I would, I'd, I'd get up, I'd go on Mother's Day morning, you know, and love on Mama, kiss on Mama, and then leave and go back to that bitterness, right? And uh, But those wake-up calls, man, oh, they were obvious. And, and it really caused me... To have a, a real breakdown and a um, and a real hard look at myself and what I had become, and and it was ugly, man, it was ugly. And so, I decided that this was not who I was. This was not who Jesus wanted me to be. It's not who my parents wanted me to be. It's not who. It's not who God wanted me to be, and all the talents and all the, the the, gifts He'd given me. I I I was. You know, I was squandering them, and I was—I uh, wasn't following them. I wasn't serving him, and it was very obvious. So, in my late twenties, I decided I, I had a uh, a wonderful lady, Miss um, Kathy Carter. She uh, guilted me into coming to church. Um, I'd been to a couple churches down in Savannah, and I, I'm a traditional guy. I was, you know, born and raised Southern Baptist, you know, so like blessed assurance, like, you know, that's my homeboy right there, man. That gets me all in the feels, you know what I mean? So that's that's what I was used to. I mean, my dad, we sat down, you know, we, we uh, he had the eight track of Oak Ridge Brothers, and you know, we'd listen to them. I mean, you know, that's that's how I grew up. That's that's what church was to me, and. But that's also where I really connected, right? That's where my um, that's where my soul was really connected and to Jesus, and I, I I didn't. That was also connected to the bitterness, right? So you know, I didn't want that anymore. And so I tried these new modern churches. I went to a couple in in Savannah. I was living in Savannah at the time, and, and uh, it just man, I was just I was just you know a bird out of a cage. I I didn't I didn't like it. I didn't want it. I didn't want to go back. But Miss Kathy told me to 
you know, get my fanny up here, and so I did. And uh, and this was a place where I felt comfortable. I felt at ease. Um, there was no kind of prejudice overhanging me, and you know, I saw some folks that I knew, and um, some good folks that I knew, and uh, and it made me feel a lot more comfortable coming to the realization that I need to I need to get back into church I need to start hearing the word start getting myself back into the word and and that was tough right it was a tough self-realization that you you had to do that and get up every Sunday morning and go do it well when I met Julie Julie was the very first woman in my life besides my mother and my grandmother who I enjoyed going to church with and who wanted me to go to church and and encouraged me to go to church and, dare I say, forced. She don't like that. But she did. Um, and Lord knows I'm, never, I, I'm not going to disappoint her. And church became warm and, and inviting again when you have somebody standing next to you who loves you so much that they make you want to go back, want to get back into the Word, want to straighten your life out, and uh, and get your 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 focus back on Jesus. And so, after a little while, I decided I was going to recommit. I had a, another breakdown. <laughs> um, it was tough to sit here and, and admit that you know how what a horrible sinner I was but you know it took that and it took me you know having that realization and getting back in here and <laughs> seeing Pastor Mike I remember our uh, our uh, before we got married we had that little council session there and uh, came in with all my notes yeah don't do that um, uh, I, I was really I was really struggling back then to, to let go of all of it then even but um, I got back committed, you know, I put my face back in that Bible, I started reading, I downloaded the Bible app on my phone, and one of the most powerful things I can tell you, and I know it's an algorithm, but I don't believe it's completely an algorithm, right? Verses pop up just at the right time that you need them, and, and you know, verses that when you're, when you're focusing on some bad things, or you're focusing on your guilt, or you know, and, and you're trying to work through that, and you're really trying to get that off your shoulders, man, my daily verse would pop up. And then I'd spend some time reading more in the chapter, you know, and then I'd spend some time in prayer. And, man, that was just clutch. I mean, I, I just every time, it was just amazing how it would happen. So I encourage everybody to do that if you haven't. It's an app on your phone. You need to do it. Sign up for the daily verses. I'm telling you, man, it's really impactful. I want others to believe in Jesus because dot, dot, dot. I tried to live this life by myself. I was in control. Nobody else. You don't tell me what to do. I'll do what I want. Everybody else talks about the church, all those people, those people hypocrites. Those people are 
are worse than me. I used to say that a bunch. And I'm going to tell you, you're wrong. I was wrong. I was very, very wrong. They have, having the support of Jesus in my life, it's not a browbeat, you're guilty of everything type of life. It's not. I promise you. It's a, man, I love you so much. You don't need to do these things. Man, I love you so much. Let me show you the, the way you need to be. Man, I love you so much. You need to love on these other people. You need to take my love through you and love on these other people. Man, I'm going to tell you, it was, it's a different way. It's a different perspective. My worldview changed. How I treated others changed. You know, uh, I'm, I used to be the, the unforgiving guy. Oh, I'm going to hold that grudge. I'm going to hold that grudge. I struggled with that for a long, 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 long time. And I find myself, the more I pray about it, the more I try to give it to Jesus, the easier I am about letting it go. The easier I am about just loving him anyways. You know, that's the type of power that you get. And, and to experience that versus experiencing the misery of holding on to those things and, you know, and, and being miserable, you know, and then going out and seeking vices, you know, and, and going and seeking people that have encouraged those things. It's, 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 oh, it's terrible. And you feel like you have a hole in you and you can't fill it. Bucket after bucket after bucket of dirt, you can't fill that hole. It just stays there. Jesus can fill it. He did fill it. He's continuing to fill it. And I'm going to tell you guys, um, I tell everybody, um, I've lived that life. I have the experience. You know, I've, I have the type of experience that everybody always talks about, you know, the big shifts. Oh, man, I can't believe he came to Jesus. Well, I was there, and I left. And I realized what it was like to leave. So that's why I encourage everybody, take a minute. Open your Bible. Get your daily verse. Man, it's powerful. Spend some time in prayer. Let go. Come back to him. He'll fill that hole, I promise you.